0: Find out more by going to wwwintelligencequaredcom forward slash partnerships.
1: Welcome to How I Found My Voice with me, Samira Ahmed. We're really looking forward to bringing you some more amazing guests in season four, which will be coming out in the autumn. Today, we're going to give you a sneak preview of one of our upcoming episodes, which is a double feature with two guests. We have the actor David Schwimmer, best known for his role as Ross in the hit sitcom Friends, and the comedian and writer Nick Mohammed. Here's a taster of what's to come. But it's no secret that you originally turned down the part of Ross Geller. And I wonder, what was your thinking? How did you feel about the world of sitcoms, thinking that it's four years from Upton Sinclair's The Jungle and your own theatre company to the start of Friends?
2: Yeah, well, I had been lucky enough to be, be cast in my first regular series role, which is a big deal for a young actor. A year before... Friends, right? It it was a show with um, this incredible actor Henry Winkler, who I love and adore, and I was playing his son in this sitcom. Uh, Gina's been teaching me vegetarian cooking, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's utilitarian in a uh, in a Thoreauian sense. (laughs) What was that word? (laughs) You know, uh, Thoreauian of or about Thoreau. Used in a sentence, uh, you throw in like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but the show was not good, and although he was terrific and everyone on there was lovely, but more importantly, the, the writers did not embrace my ideas. Um, they didn't make me feel like my ideas were welcome. They, I felt I was basically kind of told, just say the line just just do what we say and and I felt kind of like a prop and it was uh, you know I guess that experience really turned me off to television because I felt in that time trapped you know when in those situations you had to sign for 5 now it's 6 years you have to sign 6 years so they own you and it does feel like you're you know you're you're owned by the network or you know whoever and I was so relieved when that show was canceled after filming 12 episodes. And luckily, we made 12 episodes, only a few of which were air- aired. But we made 12. So I got to bank some money. And I said, I'm out of here. I moved back to Chicago. And I say, I got money in my bank. I'm going back to Chicago and doing theater. Forget TV. I'm not going to sign up for another six, you know, five or six years and risk being in that situation where I was so unhappy and uninspired and un appreciated thats i was doing theater in chicago i was on stage doing a play with my company when you know the offer came in to do friends
1: can i ask about the difference then because when you came to work with nick on intelligence you know you brought obviously the knowledge having been in that and having been on one of the biggest sitcoms in history. But people often talk in Britain, and Nick, you'll know this, that, oh, in America, it's so much better. They have big teams of writers. They have 26 episodes, whereas in Britain, you're lucky to get six. And all the weight is on that one person who's writing it, who might, like in your case, also be be starring in it. And I just wonder what your experiences are of the cultural differences, having, in your case, David, worked obviously on both sides, but Nick, having watched the American experience, but lived the British one.
3: It's funny, because I, I think that even, you know, back back then, there were plenty of British shows which were hugely enjoyed in the States, and likewise, plenty of shows in the States that were enjoyed here, you know, notably Friends, of course. But only now am I really kind of opening my eyes to to the differences in terms of the process. You know, the writer's room thing is a big thing in the States, and, and less so over here. It, interestingly, it's, it's definitely kind of catching on here, and I, I think certainly with the you know the the birth of more and more streaming platforms there are so many more opportunities for content that you know writers rooms are, are sometimes the only way that those shows can 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 be created because you know there isn't a sort of a single writer who can then just sort of just go away and relatively quickly write 12 hours of television yeah. you know in in two months or whatever so the processes are are are, are different i I've, I've never experienced the writers room process myself i've written with julia davis before which is it's you know a specific writing relationship and a and a wonderful one but but very kind of unique to to working with with julia with intelligence it's you know i i write it but it's it's deeply collaborative and you know from david you know being on board from you know the original page outline that i might have sent him you know we've 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 discussed backstory we break down scene by scene beat by beat not just the series arc or particular characters journeys, but, you know, when we're on set specific scenes. And so as much as I am the writer on that show, I feel very, very supported. And, you know, to be able to like lean into David's experience in particular, having worked on, you know, one of the best sitcoms in the world ever, (laughs) you know, you know, I feel very, very lucky, but yeah, it's, it's funny to find myself in that position in a way. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of, you know, those, those American shows and, they're so mathematical as well in their, you know, they, 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 the gag rate and the, you know, the amount of story that they can pack in in such a short amount of time, and they're they're hugely inspirational in that respect.
1: I wonder how it looks to you, David, as well. Thinking back to you know the fact that you, you thought you didn't like sitcoms, but you took Friends. Why no, was that no, different? That... Or you didn't like the experience you'd had on the previous one? Sorry.
2: Yeah, it's not that I didn't like sitcoms. I, I've always loved sitcoms and a huge fan of television comedy. It was just that the the experience as an actor on that was so... I just didn't want to do it again because and feel trapped or signed for, you know, that someone owned me for five years. I just didn't like that feeling. Why did Friends feel different? Why did you go for it? Because I, I was convinced to meet with Marta, David and Kevin. What they told me was that, I, and what I didn't realise was that a year before friends got picked up as a pilot, um, I mean, to make the pilot, I had auditioned for them. I went to network for them on another show they wrote. And it was down to me and two other guys, one of whom was my good friend from high school, Johnny Silverman, and he got the role. I didn't get cast. But they remembered remembered my voice and my, I guess, my interpretation of that character. And they wrote Ross with me in mind. So I didn't know any of this until I flew out to L.A. to meet with them. They said, listen, it's an ensemble show. There's no star. We promise to be collaborative. We want to hear your ideas, your thoughts. We wrote this with you in mind because of your audition. You came in for us a year ago. And I was like, this sounds too good to be true. And and it was. It was too good to be true. They kept their word. It was collaborative from beginning to end it 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 was as much fun as i'm having with nick on on intelligence because of the collaboration that's what gets me going is that collaborative spirit
1: how does that work when you when you're talking about great collaboration whether it's on friends or it's with nick what what are you describing
2: i'm describing a certain relationship between the writer and or writers and actor in which there's a mutual respect and trust that I can elevate the material and I can take what the ideas, the great ideas that they have and take it to the next level. If you trust me and let me own it in a way and inhabit, you know, because I know the character and I might make choices that will surprise you. And when there's that mutual respect and trust, as Nick and I have as well, it's better than either of you like could have come up on your own. You know, that's what it is. You're, you're, you're just, you find a working relationship that elevates the material or elevates your performance because they can see something you can't and they can, you know, write to you um, and your character. I mean, obviously they're two very different shows because we had the pressure, you know, we would rehearse a one act play every week and then we would perform it in front of a live audience. And there were you know, changes on the spot because the audience maybe wouldn't get the joke as much as it wouldn't land. So we'd have to come up with something on the spot. But throughout the week, I'd be pitching and the other actors would be pitching other jokes, other moments, other beats, and also work it out dramatically saying, this isn't feeling right. It's not landing in a way. So we'd have a whole week of rehearsal to to figure it out. And then the true kind of the arbiter, you know, would be, the audience you know they would say whether they liked it or not or they it, something landed with them emotionally or not with nick with nick and i it's the same spirit of real collaboration but we don't have the luxury of an audience we have to be the arbiters <laughs> as along with our wonderful producers and director matt to really figure out and trust that that this works that it's funny that it you know in some cases it's not too offensive but we also have the luxury of doing multiple takes and alternate takes, um, so we can decide certain things we can decide in the edit.
1: Can I ask, Nick, how did you two first come to know each other? Because you mentioned sending that one-page sort of spec to David. So, how did you first come to know you could send him that? You know, how far back does it go with you? Uh, twenty, I
3: think, around twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. So I. Uh, Julia Davis and I had written a pilot about morning television for Channel Four, which David had had not by chance, but it was sort of through Sony Studios who were maybe going to finance a show if we got picked up for a series. David had seen it as a result of that, and and I remember the producer telling me, "Oh, David Trimmer's going to call because he he really liked the show and he just wants to talk." talk to you about it and and yeah that was kind of an incredible moment and then david came over and did some workshops sort of some improv workshops with julia and i i think david and julia had had met before or collaborated on something um, prior to then and um we just all had you know a real great time that that show never you know never never went to series but but david and i had stayed in touch and i remember david saying listen if you, you know if, the, if there's ever an, an idea you have that you know could Justify to find American kind of coming over and, you know, it, it not feeling sort of shoehorned in that kind of way, you know, do let me know. And, you know, we, we just kind of got on so well. And we particularly enjoyed in improv playing with the kind of status dynamic of David being this quite alpha brash American and me being this quite, you know, diminutive, shy British guy that really sort of formed the basis of the Jerry Joseph relationship that, that, that is intelligence.
2: Sorry. I still get PTSD from my time in Afghanistan. You never served in Afghanistan. No, I know, but the drone footage I saw was very realistic. How much data was compromised?
3: Uh, yeah, mostly odds and sods, really. Uh, metadata from the mill server. But they did manage to capture a tiny bit of Mary's internet browsing history, sadly.
1: Oh, no. Please tell me none of that was sensitive. No, apart from I have been looking online for
2: a new bra. Really? What time? Well, just a brown one. Yeah, baby.
3: So I had a script commission from Expectation who produced the show. So I, I wrote a kind of page outline of, of the idea and I sent it to David just directly because I, you know, I had David's email and he was like, Yeah, yeah, when are we doing it? And I was like, Oh, well, we've got to get a full commission. We've got to get a commission first. Um, but yeah, and 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 Sky kind of came in and you know, it's sort of a do- double-edged sword in a way because they commissioned a, a series, and you know this was the first series I was going to write on my own. And you know, in some respects, I kind of wish we had a, a pilot because you know you get to try out you know different you know different things and work out what relationships are going to work well and so on. But I'm so super proud of that first series. You know, I, I think it, it was so much fun as well to, to do, and we have such a, a brilliant ensemble. Jane Stannis, Sylvester Latousal, Elliot Salt. You know, I could be. Well, name Sylvester
1: Latousl's a great Shakespearean state actress. I mean, I went to see her as a student. So I was delighted yeah. to see that, you know, as a cast, it's really interesting
2: selection yeah. works. Yeah, they're all they're all yeah. fantastic, really. Yeah, they're just incredible.
3: But but this this next season, season two, I honestly couldn't be more proud of because I feel like we've absolutely, you know, found our groove in terms of the way we collaborate, the the sort of I guess that sort of shorthand that maybe David was sort of expressing that you kind of end up having in a in a company that was obviously there from the off because we'd all filmed the first series together already and it was, it was super fun.
1: I've really enjoyed the episodes of Series 2 that I've watched so far as well oh, and I think it's interesting, as you say, the character that you play, David, you know, the kind of American brash sort of NSA guy, it sort of brings a bit of the shadow of the idea of, um, you know, Someone who's come from something big in America, whether that's literally a sitcom or it's, you know, literally an intelligence agency, it sort of plays with all those ideas about an American in a British comedy, doesn't it?
2: It does. It does, and the American arrogance. <laughs> I mean, um, which uh, which exists, you know, the the idea that you know so so many folks in America, you know, are like America first without ever having been out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> a kind of, at least my character represents a kind of American patriotic ignorance and uh, naivete. So
1: no, you're clearly having great joy in playing with it. That was David Schwimmer and Nick Mohammed in a preview of an upcoming episode which will be part of our next season coming out in the autumn. Season two of their sitcom Intelligence is available to watch on Sky and Now TV from the 8th of June. While we're busy working in the background on our upcoming episodes, please do listen to our back catalogue, tell your friends and family about How I Found My Voice, and take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which really helps others to find the show. I'm Samira Ahmed, and the producer is Farah Jasset. Until next time, take care.